Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today, we are focusing on the topic, the seriousness of idolatry, based on our reading of Micah chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. The word of the Lord said, Therefore will I make Samaria as a heap of the field, and as planting of a vineyard, and I will pour down the stones thereof into the valleys, and I will discover the foundations thereof, and all the graven image thereof shall be beaten to pieces, and all the hires thereof shall be burned with the fire, and all the idols thereof will I lay desolate. For she gathered it of the hire of an harlot, and they shall return to the hire of an harlot. If we try to hold on to God with one hand and mammon with the other hand, we will find ourselves placing some idol in a higher position or position than God. However, if we lift up Jesus alone and take our hands off mammon, any idols we have will be removed from our lives. Idolatry is serious business. It will cause us to lose the gift of eternal life if we don't get rid of any idols we have in our lives at this very moment. Do you know that one of the things the people of God struggled with was idolatry? Do you know that after living in Egypt for over 400 years, the children of Israel developed the appetite for placing other idols before God? And this problem of idolatry was further entrenched during the reign of the wisest man that ever lived or walked on the earth. Yes, King Solomon used the wisdom that God gave to him as a gift to devise plans that would reduce the potential of war between the children of Israel and other nations. King Solomon didn't just have so many wives and concubines because he loved to have many women around him. No, no. It was a strategy. King Solomon married women from the rulership of the nations around Israel. Not only did King Solomon marry these women who were all from nations that worship idols, he also set up worship centers so that his wives would have a place to worship. What King Solomon didn't realize is that it was Satan who encouraged him to devise this plan. And it was Satan's intention to use this plan as a means of weakening the relationship that the children of Israel needed to have with their creator. As we look carefully at the story of the children of Israel from the time of King Solomon right down to the time of King Hezekiah, we see the people of God struggling with idolatry. We see the people of God struggling with idolatry. We see the people of God being punished over and over again because they continue to wander after the idols and false doctrines or false gods of their neighbors. Somehow, the children of Israel needed to see some image of a God before them. And this situation was something that they found extremely difficult to get rid of. In Micah chapter 1, 
we see the people of God struggling with this problem yet again. We also see the Lord making a decision to punish them because of their constant desire to worship idols. In Micah chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, the Lord outlined the greatness of his destruction that would come upon his people because of their refusal to relinquish themselves of idolatry. The word of the Lord said, Therefore will I make Samir as a heap of the field, as a planting of a vineyard, and I will put down the stones thereof in the valley, and I will discover the foundations thereof, and all the graven images thereof shall be beaten to pieces, and all the hires thereof shall be burnt with fire, and all the idols thereof will I lay desolate, for she gathered it of the hire of an harlot, and they shall return to the hire of an harlot. Do you see what the Lord planned to do to his people because of their refusal to stop worshiping idols? Here we see God making it clear that he would make the idols desolate and he would turn the place with fire. In other words, it was God's intention to destroy the idols, to burn the place and to destroy the high places as a means of getting his people to realize the seriousness of idolatry. It is so amazing that although the people would have seen, experienced, or heard about the way God dealt with idolatry before, it appears as if this didn't cause any act of deterrence on their part. Anyway, God decided to let them know of the coming destruction with the hope that his people would repent of their transgression. Matthew Henry, in commenting on this passage of scripture, provides the following thought-provoking words. 1. The gods they worship shall be destroyed. The graven images shall be beaten by pieces of the army of Assyria, and all the idols shall be laid desolate. Samaria and her idols were ruined together by Sennacherib, Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 11. And their God cast in fire, for there were no gods, Isaiah chapter 37 and verse 19. And this was the Lord's doing. I will lay the idols desolate. Note, if the law of God prevail not to make men in authority destroy idols, God will take the work into his own hands and do it himself. 2. The gifts that pass between them and their gods would be destroyed. All the hires thereof shall be burnt with fire, which may be meant either of the present they made to their idols for the relinquishing of their altars and the adorning of their statues and temples. These shall be taken from them by him whom they had defrauded of the honor due to them. Note, that cannot prosper which men either are hired to sin or hire others to sin, for the wages of sin will be death. Today, God is reminding us about the seriousness of idolatry. You see, my friend, Idolatry places another God before the God of heaven and earth. For the children of Israel, 
idolatry says we don't trust in God enough to place him first in our lives. Because we cannot see the creator of heaven and earth, we sometimes believe that our other gods should be placed above him. And what some of us Christians don't realize or don't seem to realize is that the gods we worship are not images only. Sometimes we don't even realize that our children, our spouse, our job, our house, and our material possessions have been placed as idols in our lives. It is my prayer that we will ask the Lord to help us to get rid of any idols we have in our lives. Only those of us who allow the Holy Spirit to take full control of every area of our lives will not allow our hands to try to hold on to God and mammon at the same time. Through the strength of the presence of the indwelling Holy Spirit, we will lift up Jesus and make him alone Lord of our lives. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your blessing upon us today. We ask, Lord, that you will help us to give up the idols in our lives. Holy Spirit, take control of our lives. Lord, we beg of you to help us, wherever those idols are, to give them up. Because idolatry is serious business. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing and your mercy and for the victory that you will give us today, we pray. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.